On this episode of Eager to Know, shocking your system to awaken your creative self, the importance of being an explorer in your own life, and my thoughts on asking the universe for what you want. We all have a creative part of our brain, whether we use it or not, for generating new ideas, problem solving, and just viewing ourselves in this world. I am Ricky McEachran, an artist living in Chicago, and I am eager to know and share with you all how people of a creative leaning have brought this way of thinking to the forefront and how it has shifted outcomes. Leslie Ames is a designer, brand maker, and photographer. She is currently on a journey to find her creative voice. I speak with her about this journey, what she has learned along the way, and a few suggestions for all of us. Leslie, you are in a creative transition. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, you know, my background is as a graphic designer. And I really have been creative all my life from taking drawing classes at seven years old to developing a career in graphic design and building a company around that. The transition started evolving when I realized that work um, wasn't fulfilling my creative need anymore, and I started looking outside of the corporate world to find ways to just be creative. Um, I think as an entrepreneur, um, you know, it's easy to, you just start digging around from um, cooking is creative to um, starting to travel and just living life in a creative way. But today, um, in the last couple of years, I've really immersed myself in photography and it's one of my passions. Okay, great. So you started as a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. So I assume you went to art school mm-hmm. and you, when you started doing graphic design, I assume that that was satisfying creatively. And then at some point it wa- it wasn't. Is is that accurate? Yeah. Um, so again, I started design. I started um, as a graphic designer even in high school. I took commercial art classes and I went to art school for six years to study graphic design and packaging. So whether it was figure drawing and being creative to problem solving. Um, a packaging solution in school, um, those creative skills have started, you know, I was able to apply those in the business world. And in the business world, when you start putting, I guess, creativity, I, I started justifying creativity in the business world as just problem solving. Um, so I stopped drawing and I stopped painting and started using computers to really um, start designing brochures and logos and websites. And I think in some ways with technology, technology has taken some of the create the natural creativity away from what I, you know, loved in the first place. Sure. That makes sense. But also there's that aspect of it. But then there's also the aspect of you are solving a when you're a graphic designer or a product designer like it's like you were you're using creativity to solve someone else's problem so yeah. it's not like you are creating for your own pure creative expression Correct. it's you're doing it for someone else absolutely you're 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 solving a problem for somebody else and you get paid for it so at some point 
that stopped working. Yeah. And I started justifying, you know, I started having my own business and I, I started justifying creativity. And I think it is creative when you're an entrepreneur and have your own business, you're able to start creating a life sure, um, and being creative in life. So creativity isn't just what's found on a piece of paper. It's mm-hmm. actually what you find around you. And um, I think that's how I, you know, really built my business for so long is I could create, I could create a creative life by having my own business, you know. Sure. And just yeah. being, just being a, an entrepreneur is yeah. a creative endeavor. Yeah. And if you're creating a business, that is creative. Exactly. Regardless, you know, regardless of what you're doing. I, you know, I interviewed someone who owned a doggy, a very successful doggy daycare business. And he considered that a creative endeavor because Absolutely. he, created it from nothing, and he is having to come up with creative business solutions constantly. Absolutely. Creativity is around us every day, and we can choose to embrace that and see it as a creative problem to solve and enjoy you know, the outcome of it and be satisfied with that. Um, but at a certain point, there's still something missing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that's when you start digging a little deeper to find out what, you know, what is that thing that's missing. So let's talk about what you're doing now. It sounds like you have been doing some digging mm-hmm. and you may have found something. Can you tell me about what you're doing now that is starting to work, I assume, for you? For, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's funny. Just today, uh, I had a friend over um, just after lunch and he was asking about a book that was on my coffee table. And it's called A Day in the Life of of Australia. And he asked if I had been to Australia. And I said no, but um, there's a story behind it. Um, That book was one of the first books when I was nine years old that my dad gave to me. And I remember sitting and looking at it and pouring over it and being so fascinated by this one book was dot... Photographers came from around the world to document one day in the life of Australia. Oh, I remember a day. I, I remember a day in a life in America. Exactly. I, I didn't know they did an Australia one. So, I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. So I don't know whether America or Australia was first, yeah. but I I just sat and looked at this book when I was young, and I recently bought it on eBay because it's just a memory that is um, holding on to this passion that I had when I was young being fascinated by photography and being able to capture through photography these moments in time, but also the emotion and intimate moments in a documentary way, people and another culture and the stories that can be told and that you can learn from about life. So what was the most interesting thing about that? Was it the fact that it was all done in one day or was it that it was all that it was done in Australia or both? I think that it was done in one day, but it was also um, this group of photographers that came together to share their single perspective of what they saw during that day. Now, I know that you do a lot of travel and you do a lot of photography when you travel. Is that something that you are purposely combining together as a new creative journey for yourself? Well, it's kind of funny how I got here. Um, so as I mentioned, I've had a design and marketing business. Um, I started traveling in that quest to search for what you know creative thing was missing. I started traveling. And then I started blending um, and started asking myself how to blend my skills 
as a creative person with travel. Um, I started a travel business because, again, I'm a creative person and being able to create, you know, to bring the things around me and create the things that are meaningful to me. And that's how I got into photography because, um, you know, I've I've been over been to over 35 countries and every time that I go, photography has been a part of it. And so I'm still in this process of, like you said, transition to try to figure out how to use these marketing skills, blend marketing skills with a passion for travel as well as photography and merge them into one part of life of who I am. So in this journey, mm -hmm. you have identified, it's not, you know, whenever you talk to like, like self-help people or people <sighs> that are talking about career changing changes, um, you know, they're always talking about what do you like to do? It sounds like you've figured that out. You figured out the three things you like to do. Yes. And now you're at the point is how do I find a way to get them to work together yes. in a way that is going to provide an income or a bit, uh, an income for you, I assume, or a lifestyle for you. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, the ultimate goal is happiness, right? So, um, and we all need to survive and we need income to survive, but, um, you know, yeah, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't, isn't, wouldn't it be great if we could just blend everything that we love to do into one thing and it all work out for us? That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. So yeah, if we could figure out figure out how to do that, and you could package that and put it in a book, you would definitely uh, be a bestseller. Unfortunately, that doesn't really work. <laughs> it very very rarely works. Uh, but you know, usually the what I'm finding is that um, you know it's very often that people find something that they like to do, and they are able to do that. But there's always the bunch of other stuff associated yeah. to get to to operationalize it that you, you still have to deal with. But, you know, if the, the core nugget of what you're producing or what you're doing every day is something that you feel really good about, I'd say that is more than half the battle. But, you know, I'd like to kind of take note of the journey. You know, it's like you've mentioned and have noticed that there's a journey that's taking place. I, I am excited about the journey, whether it's the journey in evolving a career or the journey of taking a trip, you know, to Iceland or to um, Australia, but there's a journey in photography as well. Um, this winter, I was out taking photos at the Polar Plunge and some of the crazy events that Chicago has. And um, it was so fun. What, I don't know what that is. What's the Polar so Plunge? So the Polar Plunge takes place every, I think it's every February or March in Chicago um, and around the United States. It's where people strip down and jump in the freezing cold lake oh, of Mi Lake Michigan. Yeah, I've seen that. We have that in, Bo we have yeah. that in Boston. That's crazy. Yeah. But you know, it was so fun to go and I've done it. I've actually been a participant. Wait a minute. But you actually went in the cold wa water? Yes. Wait, how? Okay. So if, <laughs> I, I feel like if I did that, I wouldn't be able to breathe. Are you able to breathe? Well, my background is being finished, so I love it. <laughs> I love it. I wish there was a sauna afterwards, but um, I, I think it's, I again, it goes back to the excitement of the journey and to do something that's going to shock you and wake you up. And I think that, you know, as a creative person, isn't that, isn't that what it's about a little bit? 
Okay. Yeah, but I'm not doing a polar plunge. <laughs> I'm I, I'm going to have to find some other way to uh, yeah. to 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 spark myself or to shock myself. So instead of being a participant this year, I decided to take photos because I really didn't want to jump in the lake this year. Um, but Smart it was move. awesome to capture on camera the faces and the expressions and like that moment in time where, like you said, it's like it's a shock to the system. And but the joy that I found on people's faces when they're jumping in the cold waters of Lake Michigan, that's what I get excited about capturing. And those are the pictures, one part of the um, story that I want to share as a photographer is capturing those emotions in life that really um, can filter into other people's lives somehow. So can you tell me about some other stories that you were able to tell with your pictures? Yeah. Um, so like like I said, this year has been really about trying to capture some of the local events in Chicago. Like, did you know there's the, um, well, there's the Santa Speedo Run, right? I, I was aware of that. Yeah, there's the um, Cupid Undie Run, where everyone runs around Wrigley Field in their underwear to raise money for um, one of the, you know, uh, one of the nonprofit foundations. I can't remember exactly what it was for, but again... People are getting out to express themselves and live life and find joy in some crazy way in Chicago. And um, it's been fun trying to document that. But one of the most... I feel like you're documenting a lot of things with people without clothes on. I'm just, I'm <laughs> just putting that out this there. this winter. Yeah. But um, I just got back from the Canary Islands. You know, this is a complete departure um, from, you know, people without clothes on. But... I've been immersing myself in astrophotography and spending staying up till three, four in the morning taking images of the night sky and the Milky Way. And when you're standing under the night sky and the Milky Way, you have a lot of time to be thinking about life. And so, you know, as a creative person, I'm starting to figure out, you know, what are these things that connect us as a, you know, and what is our place in the world from, you know, where did we come from? And, you know, did we come from the stars? And how does that apply to, you know, the polar plunge in some way? But it again, I think that my images are about life somehow, and, you know, being able to show that in some way. Okay. So astrophotography, are you using a standard camera? Or do you have like a telescope or something? Um, I have a... Um, so some can you do have to have a better camera than a standard DSLR. Um, you need a a camera that has a refined sensor. So I have a Nikon D750, um, and it's a great camera for capturing the stars at night. So you talked about the journey and how the journey is, is really important. I think a lot of people are scared by ha being on a journey when, cause, because when I hear about journey, it's kind of, it, it makes me think of, yeah, we don't exactly know what our destination is. We kind of know where it is, but we have to be happy and pleased and fulfilled with where we are now with a little bit of unknown. That's really scary for, well, it's scary for me. It's scary for a lot of people. Do you feel scared when you're in a situation like that? Or do you have some sort of sense of uh, confidence that it's going to work out? and Or you just are happy for the moment? Well, I definitely have had a lot of fear and tears and uncertainty along this way, but I've learned that um, 
those are the things that you need to look at in order to move forward. And so it's really, I believe it's really important to look at those fears because that's what you're going to learn from so that you can evolve. Okay. So you've had a series of fears and mm-hmm. you have, so you've learned from them. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And um, I assume mistakes and failures as well. What I want to say <laughs> is there are no mistakes because then there's no lesson. Okay. Right? Well, okay. I say there's mistakes, but you can learn from them. But, right. <laughs> but okay. But you say they're just not, they're not mistakes. Yeah. They're just part of life's lessons. Yeah. I, I would, I would agree. Um, and a lot of times you, um, you know, you keep doing the same ones over and over until you learn them. I guess that's a mistake if you keep repeating them over and over again. Yeah. But I think that is, um, I think it's important to, to sort of pay attention to the mistakes and to pay attention or be aware of what your role was in them as opposed to just, um, you know, blaming them on other people, circumstances, et cetera, because um, you definitely can learn from them. So I guess, uh, is that what I'm just describing? Does that apply to your journey? Yeah. I mean, I think that one of the biggest lessons is in that, you know, as, as, we or as I am facing challenges, the biggest lesson is learning to become humble and to recognize my role in the situation that's creating struggle Um, and to let go of, um, you know, and and just to let go of whatever that emotion is that's keeping, that's creating resistance from you moving forward in an effortless way. So travel photojournalism, that is something that a lot of people would love to do. And it looks like you're headed into that direction and you're definitely doing some of it. Can you tell me about that experience? It sounds very fulfilling, interesting, interesting and exciting. Well, um, you know, I am on a journey of trying to figure out my photographic voice. Um, again, it goes back to my passion is travel and learning about other cultures and being able to capture the essence of where I'm at and the things that inspire me, whether it's like I'll be going to Finland in September with my family and um, capturing our, you know, heritage there and the culture that's there. Um, travel is a is hugely competitive field. Um, I am not certain yet that that specific lane is what I want to be in. You mean travel photography? Travel photography. Is, is competitive. Yeah. Travel photography is competitive and I'm not exactly sure that's the lane I want to be in. Um, and I think that's just where I'm at is trying to find my voice to understand creativity is not always about money. I mean, I've learned that from being a graphic designer and having my own marketing and design business. And so I think in some ways, going back to fear, I'm afraid of building a business around photography and then having that passion being taken away by business. Sure. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Yeah. So, okay. Where do you think you can go or what do you need to do 
to find your creative voice or the place that you want to be creatively? By identifying what excites you, right? Like being able to look at your work and say, wow, that really excites me. But what are you doing? Because you you said that you're still trying to figure it out. Are, right. there, are there things that you are actively doing yeah. to solve that for yeah. yourself? Um, I take lots of workshops and classes. Um, I create um, little projects for myself. Um, like, for example, um, I was in the Canary Islands taking an astrophotography class, um, being able to not only explore the area of astrophotography, but also to enhance my skills. I love hiking and nature. I'm always taking my camera out to some forest preserve and trying to capture, you know, the emotion that I have in nature and being able to find a way to express that. So I may end up being a fine art photographer and never, you know, making any money, but I, but by being creative and being a photographer, I wouldn't want to give that up. Okay. So you're on this journey, mm -hmm. trying different things, mm -hmm. travel photography, going out for hikes, taking workshops. So part of it is a journey, but part of it is also you're trying to get an answer. Yes. And so when you're looking for an answer, you just got to keep exploring and being able to jump into different areas. Um, that you may not know, you may not know what the answer is, but if you don't continue to explore, you really are not a, on a path of finding an answer. Do you think you're going to know when the answer comes? I think that when you let go of your fear, the answer arrives. Okay. Because I think a lot of time, I know with me, uh -huh. uh, when I look at my past, there were definitely some things that were presented to me mm -hmm. that were really good opportunities right. that I didn't fully appreciate. Um, and, you know, now looking back on them, I'm realizing, oh my gosh, I was, I, I really should have jumped on that. Um, and I didn't, I thought I was looking for something else. And so I didn't. Um, so I guess that's why I ask the question to you do you think you would know? And it sounds like you're, was that a yes? You think you would know? Yeah, I think I would know. Um, so for example, um, last year I was continuing my photography journey, trying to evolve it, figure out where for it to go. And I identified, you know, I, there's three things in life. I'm really good at being a brand identity designer. I have amazing marketing skills and help people um, build their business. And I have a history of being an entrepreneur that um, by, you know, being a business advisor for them, I help them grow their passion. But I also, I love travel and I love photography. And I just sort of, you know, kind of on a spiritual level, I just said to the universe, these are the three things I love to do. And guess what? The following week, the opportunity to start working with someone who develops photography conferences and needs help building their business came to me. And that's, you know, one of the ways that, um, that has kind of come to me and I knew was the right situation to get involved in. Okay. So was it kind of like putting what you wanted out 
and it came to you? Absolutely. Isn't that like the secret or something? It, it is. <laughs> you know, I've never read the secret, but I know about it. I've tried listening to it, but it is. I think that we do need to know more of that. I think the challenge is, again, I go back to resistance, is like, I think people are afraid to ask. Yeah, I, I would agree with that for sure. And yeah. I, I started to... I think The Secret was a movie or something on Netflix, and I started to watch it, and I was like, yeah. ugh, this is dreadful. <laughs> yeah. However, I do think that um, asking for what you want is mm-hmm. huge, and a lot yeah. of people, you're right, people do not, people are afraid of getting a no, people are afraid of getting rejection, Yeah. and yeah, you're probably going to get some rejections, but you're never going to get what you want if you don't ask for it. So even if you get rejected, you know, 80% of the time, you're still going to get 20% of what you ask for, and talking about it, telling people people about what you're doing and you know people say putting it out in the universe yeah but i think it's just connecting with the world around you with your intention and what you want is super important and uh i think that you you will get i think you will get results ultimately like i feel like you know we all we work we we just think too hard sometimes and i think that's where i was at it's like i didn't have the answer i couldn't you know, based on what we've learned, you know, in society and what we're taught by our parents and taught by business, you know, it's like we're we're almost supposed to be fall in all of these buckets, right, within life. And I think in some ways when you don't, as a creative person, you're not always falling into a typical bucket and you're not really sure how to move forward. So when you don't have the answer, why not just give it up and allow the answer to come to you. And that takes a lot of trust. I I would agree. And I think you also have to have a good foundation Mm -hmm. of, and you have to have proved. I think your character has a lot to do with your success in doing that. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I, I don't think that you can be someone who has treated people terribly your whole life and not been honest and not been a good employee. And suddenly you decide at 35 years old, I am just going to you know, wish for what I want and put it out there and all of these good things are going to happen because it's just not going to. I think that if you have been a solid person with good character and treated people well, I think you're gonna, you potentially would get better results in, in that manner. D- does that make sense? Um, I mean, I do think that people that do bad things kind of get what they want in some ways, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, and so it kind of doesn't make sense, right? So like... It doesn't make sense that people that do... Well, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, well, repeat your question. So when I decided that I was going to take the leap and leave what I was doing Mm -hmm. in my career Mm -hmm. to pursue being an artist, Mm -hmm. everyone was very supportive and everyone did whatever they could to help make that happen. Mm -hmm. And I guess my point is the reason why... The reason why I got that response when I put that out into the world was because people knew that I was someone who stuck to my word. I was someone that worked hard, that I was someone that was goal-oriented, like all of those things. So I, I, so I think that that's the, that's the reason why I got that response. I don't think that if, if I was someone who had a history of starting things and quitting, if I was had a history of not being able to um, work with people, 
if I told people I'm going to be an artist, they'd be like, Rick, what are you doing? You're crazy. Like you should, you need to get a nine to five job. You know what I'm saying? So I guess that's my point that I think that you need to, it, ha it has a lot to do with who you are and what- But the piece that, if I can just interject, that um, I think that is more important is that you believed that you were a good person and that you- that you you believe that you're you have people around you to support you in your dreams and your you know ventures in life and being an artist and so going back to the secret again it sounds like neither of us have read the full book but it's about knowing that we're good people and that we're surrounded by good people that support us and we believe in ourselves and so when we believe in ourselves good things are going to happen does that make sense? It makes sense. I just, I feel like it's, it's a, I, I don't know. I, I have a little bit of issue with the, the general idea that just believing in yourself and asking for things is enough. I feel like you have to, you have to have done the work to be a, to, to have good character right? or it's just not, it's not going to work. I mean, I know plenty of people that are kind of, not plenty of people, but I know people that have struggled, 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 and suddenly they decided that I want, I've not finally decided what I want, and people aren't supporting them. And it's right. because they have a history of right. not being, of not having the traits that are going to make them successful in this new, new endeavor. You definitely need to do the work. It's not easy. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a couple things that you can share with people that are listening to give them guidance, guidelines, suggestions, tips on how to be more creative in their life? Um, I think part of it is, is listening to yourself and just exploring what comes your way and not being afraid of just jumping into the deep end to see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? I think the other part is really trusting that it's all going to work out. Okay. Okay. Um, if you don't believe that it's not going to work out, it's not going to work out. Okay. I think that those are, I think the two biggest pieces of advice I have for people. Okay, great. Yeah. So where can people go to see what you've been up to with photography? Uh, you can check out leslieames.com, L-E-S-L-E-Y-A-M-E-S.com. So it's L-E-Y, not L-I-E, because Correct. you told me that L-I-E is the male. I did not know this. The L-E-Y is female. Yes. Leslie with an E-Y is the feminine form and Leslie with an I-E is the masculine. My father, my grandfather was named Leslie. I love learning new things. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. And that's what life is about is learning new things. All right. Great. This was great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. My name is Ricky McGeckrin, and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast.